You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview, call me Adam.com. From the salons of Washington Heights to doing the Congo with Gloria Estefan, Andrea Burns has lit up the stage in Broadway's On Your Feet, Lin-Manuel Miranda's Tony Award-winning musical, In the Heights, and in the show I came to know Andrea from, Terrence McNally's Tony-nominated musical, The Full Monty. Now, Andrea Burns is going from one bad date to another in George Street Playhouse's virtual production of Teresa Rebeck's Bad Dates. So without further ado, I'm beyond excited to bring, to be bearing it all with Andrea Burns. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I'm so excited to be here with you today, talking theater and creative things. I am so excited to have you on the show. Thanks. I, I have known you for a long time, since the full Monty, and wow. I'm very excited to see you in everything, but especially this virtual production of Bad Dates that is uh, playing through George Street Playhouse. So Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. This is so a virtual production of the show. So what was it like to filming I mean it's a one woman show and yes so what was it like to film a one woman show for video as opposed to a theatrical experience well the thing about this is that there's no current template for what we were doing right it was like this doesn't exist so how do you is it a play is it a film is it a tv show starring only one character that talks the whole time <laughs> um so it was so different than anything i had ever done i i, I do cabarets and i'm very comfortable in a one-woman show kind of setting but how do you when you don't have an audience it's a totally different thing right and um also tv and film it's like when you don't have any other characters when nobody else talks <laughs> it's a totally different thing. So I had to develop like a whole new skill set on the spot. And I think that's what was exciting for it, about it for all of us um, that were working on it. And of course, you put everything under the COVID protocols. We had a teeny tiny crew of seven, really, um, including myself, put that together. And only three of us could be in the room at a time, meaning two of, you know, two uh and uh, the director and the cinematographer who, you know, happened to be my husband, Peter, and my son, Hudson. So it was only three of us at a time. Our stage manager would have to be out the door if one of them was inside. It was very complex and, uh, but um, really cool, really hard, but really cool. And at the end, I thought, wow, look, we made a hat where there never was a hat. Yes, yes. I mean, from from a viewer's standpoint, it looks seamless and effortless and it came together really well. And I mean, Thank the you. editing is incredible and the way you played to the camera, I mean, throughout the show is, is fantastic. Um, and you get to Thanks. play with so much fun stuff. I mean, all the shoes and the dresses and um, what was the most challenging part, aside from the technical side of it, what was one of the most challenging parts for you? Well, you know, it's kind of an intimate, this is, Haley is a person who is sharing a lot of personal intimate details with you. She's a divorced mom and she's trying to get out there and um, get into the dating scene again. And she, uh, she does have some really priceless experiences, um, some great, some terrible. And um, you want to feel like she's, you know, like you're talking to a friend. So that was really the, the thing for me was how do I, 
I've got to address the camera like I have dear friends behind the camera. Whereas if I had an audience, it would be easy to make that connection because you have that feedback. But um, that was, uh, yeah, like that was the challenge, but it was also really, really fun, really fun to do. Reading the script, you must've felt there were certain funny moments that you were like, if there was a live <laughs> audience here, that would land <laughs> instantly. How do you determine that? How do you know where the laughs are? I don't know. You know, I had to trust, had to rely a lot on the director, uh, Peter Flynn, who you know I'm married to. And we have a very similar sense of humor. And, you know, obviously neither, you know, no one who was on set could laugh uh, out loud. Right. But we would get through a take and, you know, he would say, that was it. And I'd say, I think that was it. Do you think that was it? You know, and we'd kind of feel it together. Mm. But um, yeah, I actually just had to rely on what I thought was really funny about Teresa's writing and just, uh, you know, just just deep dive in um, and hope for the best. The other thing that was really challenging that I didn't mention is, you know, I change outfits so much during the show. And that was also a challenge. It was like, how do I change clothes while a camera's filming me, while I'm talking the whole time? That was a really, uh, that was an interesting challenge every time. And it, we, we, we wanted it to be different every time. So, um, the team was so good about trying to, uh, both Peter and Hudson creating shot lists to make that varied and also to make it comfortable for me. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, um, my character Haley has a 13 year old daughter and often as she's getting dressed for the dates, she goes over to her daughter's room to just see if her teenage daughter approves of her outfit or of her shoes. And um, yeah, and her teenage daughter's usually having none of it, but um, it's it's actually, it was such a fun thing to play. Well, I think, I think the way that it was executed worked. Um, um, Thanks. I don't, don't want to give too much away, but I mean, there was definitely like the use of the closet door is is very was very genius, and um, Good. you know the use of the bathroom. And what was it like? I mean, especially during this time of COVID, where we're all at home with our families all the time. What was it like now to not only be at home all the time with your family, but now you're working on a project with your husband and your son? How was how was the dynamic? Was it um, any different, or did it help that they were? you know, that you're all family? Um, I think it did help that we're all family because we definitely do have a certain shorthand, the three of us. And uh, given all of the challenges of the medium, that was really good. I knew I could really trust both of them. And and yeah, I didn't have to worry about whether they liked me or understood my process. <laughs> that was a done deal. But the really cool thing about this was that um, the executive producer, she's a patron of the George Street Playhouse. She's executive producer on the project. Her name is Sharon Carmazan. And she's a Tony Award winning producer who um, was actually, uh, who donated her home uh, for the filming of this production. She was actually a snowbirding in West Palm Beach during the winter and very generously said to George Street Playhouse, if you're doing these one person shows, I have this beautiful home. You should, you know, take advantage and use my home as as set, as a set. And so the other cool thing was we all moved in. So it was like we moved there for the month of January while we were rehearsing and then shooting. So we kind of lived downstairs and the room we shot in was upstairs. And uh it was just a wild experience, but it was also like a, you know, creative vacation for us as a family. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But the tricky parts too are like when you're working with people you know so closely, um, watching was very interesting because my son is uh, a 
burgeoning filmmaker you know he is just he's a senior in high school but he's really passionate about what he does and um he has an instagram account called hudson makes movies and so he's been out there for a while and um scott goldman who is the managing director at george street says you know i'm following your son and you know it would just be like a a covid pod dream if we you know we could get the whole team to be a family mm -hmm. um do you think he can handle this and i i was certain that he could um but it was interesting watching, now that he's becoming a young man, watching he and my husband bounce ideas. I was like watching them be a creative team, mm -hmm. you know? The stage director would suggest this, the cinematographer would suggest that, they would negotiate. It was really interesting to watch. But as a mom, I was like, yeah, I can't get involved in this at all. I have to go and like, let me go back to hair and makeup. And, and <laughs> now I know you've been married for a long time, yes. but what, it, what was one of your like most disastrous dates when you were dating? That is a really good question. And I wish I had an amazing answer for it. I think one of the, I would say it's not even a, I don't know, it's not so dramatic, but I did go out to dinner with somebody who I thought was a friend and at the very end of the date realized they thought it was a date and I didn't know it was a date. I would say that was, that was pretty awful. So I was like, wow, they're being so lovely and they didn't have to take me to dinner. And then they didn't, we didn't have, wow, this is kind of an over the top evening. And um, yeah, at the end I felt pretty badly about that. Um, but I don't really have as good as stories as Haley. Haley has such incredible stories. Uh, wow about being out there. And you know what I love about her is she is like, she processes them through her sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And um, that's another thing that I want to say about the play. Like, I think David Saint, who's the artistic director at George Street was like, I just want to pick things that make people feel good. Mm -hmm. So especially in a time right now, we've all got so much pressure and so much stuff we're thinking about. It's just kind of nice to, uh, I hope I hope that was your experience. Um, just, you know, kicking back and just laughing and, and having fun. Yes, it did remind me, it did take me back to my to my days of dating. And it made me think of all the bad date stories I have. Everybody listening and watching, you have to stream uh, Bad Dates, George Street Playhouse. Uh, I'll have the link in the text of the interview and uh, at the end of the interview. So definitely stream it. Now, uh, it streams through March 14th. Yes, yes. Yeah, 14th. And you go, you buy your little ticket, they send you a link. Right. And yes. then you have that link for 24 hours. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's like a little theater ticket. So you can get it at georgestreetplayhouse.org. Perfect. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely worth the watch. And since it's all bad dates, grab yourself some popcorn, have some dinner, have some wine and enjoy the many, many Talk stories. A little bit about some uh, legacy and lessons learned of your overall career. Um, so okay. X amount of years from now, when somebody mentions Andrea Burns, what do you hope people say about you? I hope they say she was a brave artist. Um, she was a generous collaborator and she made people feel really good when she was around them. Mm. That's what I think. And hopefully, yeah. And also she made me laugh. That would feel really good too. <laughs> well, I can concur that those things will definitely be said about you. I really just love, that's why I love the theater. I just love it that it's a team sport, you mm -hmm. know? And this is what is hard about doing these things, uh, 
trying to do all this virtual online or all these people who are doing these Zoom plays and everyone's alone in their space. It's, it's really, really hard. And so there was a kind of really celebratory attitude um, on the set of Bad Dates because mm -hmm. even our little teeny tiny crew were like, oh my gosh, wow, we're all together in a space making art. Remember that? So yeah, that's what I miss the most. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, we're definitely looking forward to the day when that comes back. Yes, sir. Indeed. Yes. Now you've been in a lot of shows. Some of them I mentioned at the beginning, In the Heights, On Your Feet, Full Monty. Mm -hmm. You were also in Beauty and the Beast and you actually got your career started at 18 years old. You were in West Side Story touring throughout Europe with the yes. opera. Um, yes. So what shows, um, and there's a slew of shows I, I haven't mentioned, but what shows are you most proud of to have in your body of work? I mean, I'm proud of everything that I get to be a part of, honestly, because I it's so hard to, it's hard, it's always a privilege to get a job. <laughs> and, uh, and it's always an amazing chance to be in a room collaborating. But given that, like, you know, my big dream was to come to New York and um, meet Hal Prince and Stephen Sondheim. Mm -hmm. Like th those are the shows that I grew up obsessing about. And I was very lucky to work with them both. I originated a role in a show called Saturday Night um, for uh, Steve's 70th birthday, which was an incredible experience. Um, and also it took place in, in Brooklyn in the 1930s. And uh, it has a very sort of, yeah, just a very cute, a uh, neighborhoody Brooklyn uh, Jewish community, Brighton Beach kind of, you know, feeling about it. And um, that's where my uh, paternal uh, grandmother, uh, that she basically was that, I was playing her in that. So I really just loved representing that side of my culture. Mm -hmm. um, and then um, uh, obviously getting to create two roles uh, written about Latin people by Latin people mm -hmm. in in the Heights and on your feet will uh, I you know I'm incredibly proud of that and um, so the fact that I get to represent the cultures that made me who I am make me incredibly proud. Uh, I mean, what did you learn from working with Lin Manuel Miranda and um, uh, did you get to work with Gloria Estefan on the show oh, at yeah. all? Oh yeah. yeah. What What did you learn from both of them? Well, from Lynn, you know, the big thing is, you know, dream big and be yourself the whole way, right? He just, um, he was very passionate about what he does. I feel very lucky to have been part of the beginning of introducing him to the world because mm -hmm. it was really exciting to be around this ball of energy and talent. Um, and, uh, yeah, I would just watch him sort of, you know, he he was, what I love about Lynn is he is so uh, steeped and educated in the tradition of the uh, old fashioned musical. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he knows, you, I always tell students I'm, a, I'm an educator too. And, you know, you gotta know the rules before you break them. And I think that's why Lynn is so successful because he just doesn't come in and say, yeah, whatever Broadway, I'm doing hip hop, right? Mm -hmm. He, you know, he loves, you know, there's so much Fiddler on the Roof in In the Heights. Right. Yes. It's like there's so many things that um, it's built. He has built his shows on and then takes to the next level. So he's always. Um, yeah, he's just never been afraid to just put his own stories out there mm -hmm. at a time when nobody was really interested. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? I mean, and, and um, he he was passionate about it and he made it happen. And so, yeah, 
I really, I love that about him. And, um, and then Gloria, I mean, to meet a global superstar that is the still so down to earth, so real, um, also took my breath away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I did not expect her to be, you know, anything but lovely, Mm -hmm. but the fact that she has really, she has really solid relationships with her fans. Mm -hmm. She has an incredible family life. When you sit down and talk to her, once you get over the fact of, oh my God, I'm talking to Gloria (laughs) Stefan. She's very real and you can really talk to her about anything. She's so intelligent and caring and smart. And it isn't long before you feel like you're talking to a family member and you feel very, very much at home. So I love that about her. That's beautiful. Really, truly. Yes. Yes. I mean, you've worked with just so many fantastic people. You've been, you've been so, so, so lucky. Yes, I have. I mean, it comes with because you have the talent to back it up, but um, oh, that's nice. Thank you. It's true. But I did move to New. Well, you know, I did move to New York. I was like, I want to work. You know, it's why we all come here, right? Yeah. I want to meet the most interesting people, the most fascinating people, the most amazing brains, the best and the brightest. And so that's been my greatest joy. Has been that now, like after thirty years of being here, I can say, you know, I've really hung with some brilliant, great minds, and I'm yes. so grateful for that. Yes. And amazing-hearted people. Yes. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll discuss lessons learned and do some rapid fire questions. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with Andrea Burns. Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. For the fourth year in a row, Don is partnering with iHeartRadio for Can't Cancel Pride, a campaign that has raised over $11 million for the LGBTQ community. Don continuously strives to celebrate visibility and inclusivity for all, and that means supporting amazing organizations like Centerlink, providing safe spaces where over 52,000 community members go each week to receive critical and life-saving services. Don is there for your home, or your home away from home. So visit can'tcancelpride.com to learn more. Hey everyone, my name is Andrea Burns and you're listening to Bearing It All with Call Me Adam. So we, we did touch a little bit on some lessons learned when you talked about what you learned from Lynn and Gloria Estefan. Yeah. Um, but what is one mistake you made early on in your career that became a life lesson that you now take with you every day? You know, this kind of ties into the Lynn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think most young people have difficulty trusting that they're enough. Mm. right yes and um the the things that make them different are the things that actually make them beautiful original and interesting Mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard when you're young you want to come you want to be like a clean slate 
right? You want to erase all this part, all the things that you come from and just be like this cool New Yorker who wears black and is, you know, um, yeah, and, and is ready for any, to become anything. And um, that's what I really learned um, to this day. And, and, you know, Jason Robert Brown, who gave me my first break in Songs for a New World, was one of the first people to tell me, like, you know, don't worry about it. Like, you, you're all of these original things. You got to lean into that. Um, so to this day, I have to say, like, I've learned that. And I, and I tie it to Lynn because Lynn just, you know, he just was him and dove head first. Mm-hmm. Right. So I when I whenever I get nervous or insecure and I still do, you know, beginning anything, I just say, you know, I have to remind myself, this is your version of this. There is no one like you. So just work hard, put your whole heart in, and the rest is not in your control. Mm-hmm. So it and if I can actually honor that, like during my process, good things usually happen. But if I get covered, you know, the trap is to be worried about, you know, trying to be X, Y, Z or be good enough or anything like that. You know, you just got to be yourself and and work really hard and trust. Yes. So, yes. yeah, that, that's what I would say. I think that's it's I and I don't. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say, I think it's great for, for everybody listening um, to hear that here you are. I mean, you've been working in the business, like you said, for 30 years and I mean, you still get nervous, you still get insecure. And it's, I think it's important for everyone to hear that because it, it will, I think, make them feel less, also feel less nervous. Like it doesn't ever go away. No. And I think that's a mistake. You just think, okay, like once you get to a certain level, like you're done being nervous. But the thing about artists is like, you always want to, you always want to climb the next mountain. Right. So like you asked me, like my little like, what do you want people to remember? I want people to remember I was brave. That means I did things I was scared to do. Not like I was like fierce. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I I mean, I know that's what comes across when you watch brave people, when I watch people be brave. But but being having courage in the moment is, you know, having sweaty palms and and going forward anyway. So, yes, Mm -hmm. I think that's if you know now that that's just part of the deal. Um, you'll probably save yourself a lot of heartache, but it is part of the deal. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure you would not, I'm sure Cheetah still gets nervous before going out there. Everybody wants to up their game. Right. You know, Cheetah is perfection to us, mm-hmm. but she wants, she, in her shoes every time, she's like, no, but better. How can yes. I get better? How can I get better? Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what is, well. That's what makes her amazing. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. And and I think it that you always want to strive, I think, for better keeps you active, keeps you um keeps you going, keeps you determined. Yeah. Because if Plus, you get you know Yeah, I was just gonna say like every generation gets better, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're th- hopefully, right? Like so the next generation is standing on my shoulders and the next generation will stand on their shoulders. And and so you know the people behind you, meaning also the people are you're working with, like they, they get better all the time. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure you're keeping your, your skills sharp too. Yes. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And that keeps you relevant to also probably collaborate with the, that next generation. So you could have that intergenerational yes. performance. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So important. It is. Now you, you kind of 
you kind of an maybe answered this next question, but I'm still going to ask it. Um, okay. What is something that you wish you could tell your younger self that would have saved you from a mistake or heartache? And that could actually be either in life or career. Invest in Manhattan real estate <laughs> now before you pass go, before you collect $200. Even if you don't have $200, find a way. That's what I would say. That's what I would say. I think when I first moved to New York, you know, and my dad too would tell me like, nobody buys in New York. Everyone is, they're renters. That's what people do, you know? So yeah, I wished I, I wish I had bought an apartment in the early nineties. That's what I wish. So yeah, <laughs> that's my answer. I love that. I love that. Um, and what have you learned from a co-star or castmate? You know, I was actually thinking about, can I, can I, can I use a director? Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, so I told you earlier that like I came to New York, I was like, oh my God, I just have to work with like Steven Sondheim and Hal Prince. And I got lucky enough to work with Hal Prince too on uh, the National Tour Parade. And Hal gave me great advice, which was to just do the work and not worry about being good. I mean, this goes back to what we're talking about. I'm sorry, we have a theme here. But we were doing the musical parade and at one point, <laughs> I just kept, you know, we kept going over a particular song and I kept wanting to do all these different things because I kept thinking, oh God, I have to just come up with all this stuff. And he and he said to me, you're going to be excellent in this. It's called good casting. So just do your job. And it was so blunt. <laughs> like he was like, you're going to be excellent in this because I did that, not you. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I really loved that. I was like, oh, right. Like I don't have to overthink so much. Right. I just loved mm -hmm. that. And it was coming to me from a voice that I had worshipped, mm -hmm. you know, so much. And I was expecting, you know, probably like, you know, a dissertation on, you know, my character's inner life and what was expected of me. And he was just like, can you just, you know, show up and do the thing like you're if I chose you, you're right. You know, so I thought that was a really great um that was a really great lesson. Um, so as I mentioned before break, we're going to do some rapid fire questions. So okay. let's start with uh, favorite TV show. The West Wing. I'm rewatching it right now. And it's all time fave. I love it. Favorite movie. Anti-Mame with Roz mm. Russell. Yes. Love, Fa love, love. My whole family can quote it. <laughs> <laughs> favorite musical. Um, Sunday in the park with George mm. and then maybe once on this island. Mm. Yes. Okay. Both great choices. Yes. Thanks. Favorite play. The heiress. Oh, by uh, Ruth and Augustus Getz. And that's based on um, the Henry James story, Washington square. There was a production of it starring Cherry Jones in the nineties <gasps> when I first moved here that I went to see Philip Bosco and Cherry Jones. And I was like, what is this? And I went back to that play. I saw the play like four times. I wow. loved it so much. She's, I mean, she's incredible. I love <sighs> her. I love her so Unbelievable. much. Yes. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Ugh. I'm sure there's a lot of plays I love, but that's, that's the one that comes to mind. Yeah. Favorite cereal? Uh, this, it, can, it doesn't have to be special K, but like with the dried strawberries. And oh, yes. Those dried strawberries in it. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. Favorite comfort food? Oh my God. Any kind of salty snack. <laughs> Chips, pretzels, salty, salty carbs. Yes. 
Love Salty it. carbs. This is Andrea. Yeah. Sadly. <laughs> yes. That's my favorite. Favorite game show? Um, I don't watch a lot of game shows, but um, Seth Rudetsky does these game nights on Stars in the House. Yes. Uh, this year that are great fun. Uh, he plays a game called Salad Bowl, which is kind of like celebrity and catchphrase mixed into one. And I enjoy that very much. I enjoy that one. So I watch that. So great. Sometimes I participate Hollywood Square style, but it's always fun to to watch to watch Seth do a game night. Yes, yes, he's so great. Ugh, he's so hilarious. And thank God, thank God for him and James and Stars in the house. Isn't it incredible what yes. they've done? And they're coming up on a year now. And when you think about the fact that last March when the shutdown happened, they were like, boom, what do we do? How can we help? And they started out doing two o'clock and eight o'clock, 16 shows a week. Mm-hmm. You know, which they finally made eight shows a week. But, you know, we're coming into a year now and they've yeah. been nonstop. They haven't taken vacations. They've done it. You know, yes. it's really incredible. It's been such a healing uh, constant for those of us in the theater. Right. Yes. Yes. And they've raised a lot of money for seven hundred thousand uh, dollars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for the actors fund. And you host some of the you you or you, you were hosting. Are you still hosting? Uh, no, I took the I did the summer to do um, Monday nights for them. Yes. Um, so we called it hashtag Andrea Mondays. <laughs> and uh, it was actually I loved it so much. And, you know, I'm very close to Seth and James. And um, they were like, you know, would you do this? And I said, yeah, but could I just, you know, do my own? Can I just create the whole content and the whole thing? And they were just so wonderful to trust me with that. So I loved it. So I was like, okay, great. Now I'm going to have like, all the people I want to kind of have these deep dive conversations with, right? Mm -hmm. Not just like, tell me the highlights of your career. You know, I was like, you know, what's the thing that scares you? What's the, right? Yes. How are you? And of course it was during the summer. So it was, we had so many conversations, so many incredible conversations with creative people about how they were uh, going to, how their perception had shifted, how mm -hmm. their activism was now, you know, uh, activated and uh, it was amazing. It was an amazing time, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. You can watch the, they're all on, um, they're all on YouTube, but yes. um, yeah, I had some, some awesome, awesome guests. It was really cool. Yes. And while you're watching, make sure you make a donation to the actors fund. Absolutely. Thank you. And remember that the actors fund is uh, it helps everyone in the performing arts, not just the actors, mm -hmm. all of the people who work backstage, orchestrators, voice teachers, you name it. Um, there's dressers, makeup artists, wig makers, people that you you know might not even think about who have been completely um, knocked out by by the closing of Broadway. So every little bit helps. Thank you. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um. So now, now back to the rapid fire questions. Um, <laughs> That's so rapid fire. <laughs> I know, I know. We digress. We do, we do. Uh, favorite board game? Um, Monopoly. Yes. Say. Old school. Just, yeah. I enjoy Monopoly a lot. And what's your favorite? Who do you like to be in Monopoly? Oh, I change it up. I don't know. I like the thimble. Oh, okay. I don't know. That doesn't seem really, like, sexy, but I like that. Aw. I'm always the dog. At least I try to always be the dog. <laughs> cute, cute. Yeah. And lastly, uh, your go-to emoji when texting. The little twinkly stars. Oh, yes. So fun. Yeah, I like those. I like those just because, I don't know, I always want to bring light to your day or, or send a message of hope or gratitude. I don't know. That's, yes. that's what they mean to me. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. Well, we're at the end of the interview. Oh, my gosh. I so know. soon. 
I know it goes by so fast. I have loved talking to you. Um, Likewise. I always end my interviews playing off of the title of my podcast, Burying It All with Call Me Adam. So if you were to bear it all, now I know you've revealed a lot this whole hour, but if you were to bear it all and reveal something about yourself that you haven't talked about previously, what would you share with me today? That I find Gene Wilder incredibly sexy in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) That is probably one of the best answers I have gotten. (laughs) That's what I would say. That's what I would say, which may seem odd, but um, yeah. I mean, him, Gene Wilder and anything, but that in particular. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Oh, there was nobody like him. And oh, one of my favorite movies. Oh, I know. And um such an incredible combination of, of wit and heart and mischief. He always had that twinkle in his eye. And yes. God, so, so good. And the fact that you could be completely scared of him, but also totally love him, right? Yes, um, exactly. Yeah, love, love, love. But yeah, that, that, that's somebody like, I think also just like when you, for me, it's like funny is sexy, period, mm-hmm. above all. That yes. to me is like number one, number one. Yes, yeah, sense of humor is so, so yeah. important. So what I find sexy is not normally what I talk about on podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But that's it, that's it. That is so great. Um, now, where can everybody find you on social media? I'm at the Andrea Burns on Instagram. And um, for uh, those of my generation and older, I'm still on the Facebook. Terrific. Well, everybody yeah. listening, follow Andrea on Instagram, Facebook, and be sure to stream Bad Day March 14th. Um, I will have the ticket link in the text of the episode, but it's George uh, GeorgeStreetPlayhouse.org. And um, yes, and then please, if you see it and enjoy it, hit me up on Instagram. So I really would appreciate to hear from you because it's just so fun just to hear from everybody about how it's landing. Awesome. And always remember here at the Broadway Podcast Network, we have thousands of hours of art and theater related podcasts. So keep listening. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him, had him, with for the business of show. Callmeadam.com Find more episodes of Bearing It All with Call Me Adam everywhere you stream podcasts. For my print and video interviews, visit my website, callmeadam.com. Follow me on social media at callmeadamnyc on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And finally, if you really want to get involved, support my podcast on a deeper level by becoming a member of my Patreon family. Visit patreon.com slash callmeadamnyc. There, you'll get a variety of backstage perks, including advanced notice of interviews, the ability to submit a question to my guests, and everyone's favorite, swag.